Hey, welcome back uh, to uh, one of our Discovering Forestry podcasts. Uh, it's the couple of days before Christmas. Um, we got Corey and myself are here. And um, Corey, you still out there, buddy? I'm still here. Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas to all of our listeners. Thanks in advance for subscribing and passing it on to a friend. Yeah, that's awesome. With the holidays, it's kind of tough. Corey's uh, in route. Um, not me. I'm in the studio. Um, you know, we got Kara uh, taking care of business and the, the behind the scenes. Uh, we got a bunch of great guests. Uh, a lot of you guys know that uh, Corey and I uh, both work for a company called Arborjet. Um, and pretty sure everybody who's listening knows Arborjet because either you know me or you know Corey. So we got a great uh, group. We did our, our, our Secret Santa bottle exchange. So we have quite a few of um, uh, the staff from Arborjet on. So we're going to we're gonna kind of talk about, yeah, you've heard Corey and I talk about trees and what we think a tree is. And I thought it would be neat to, to give uh, some of the Arborjet staff that you may know or may not know or um, if you guys call the office, you probably get a chance to talk to Janice or Kara. Uh, but if you're in the field, um, we got the whole, well, and don't forget Zach. I, I think I, I should have mentioned Zach first because I know how sensitive he is. But, and uh, Mr. Zach, who is, you know, they're all amazing uh, and we all work good together. So, um, Corey, you want to you wanna throw out a, a first, not a brain buster, but you know, something you want to ask the group to kind of chime in on what they're, what they think of yeah. the arboriculture now that they're working with Arborjet. That, that's just it, Joe. I think we go through the group and I'll rely on you or Zach to kind of work through that order because you'll have a better visual on things. But yeah, I think that's a great topic and it's, it's a great platform for some of our team members to just talk about either how they got into the industry why they got into the industry or where they think it's going. And I think, Joe, what we do is we just uh, go down that list, let the team members chime in and, and say where they think those things are. And we'll just continue to pass the mic and see if we, we can't generate some, uh, some good ideas out of this. All right. Should we start by age or seniority or? Let's volunteer? do time at ArborJet. What's that? Who's been at ArborJet the longest? Who's been at ArborJet the longest? Maybe we'll start by uh, seniority. Well, that would be me. And um, I'll have to pass the mic because I've already blabbed enough. So who's who would be there next? Who's been there? Probably I Don. Think Trent. Is it Trent? Been there the, Trent, you've been here almost eight years. Don, Don would be Don. first. Flew Hardy? Yep. Don Flew Hardy. So. The big Don 10 years. As I like to refer to her as Sunset. Uh, hey, Don, just quickly... Uh, let everybody know out there who's listening where you're from and, you know, your experience because you didn't come from Arbor culture before you came to ArborJet. No, that's true. So Don Fuhardy, I'm out in California, uh, specifically the San Francisco Bay area out on the coast in a tiny little town called Lomamar. Uh, if you Google it, um, you'll see a tiny, tiny dot on the map with about 110 people in it. Uh, we're pretty much about five miles in from the coast surrounded in a little redwood forest. So Home is a holiday. I don't deny it. Um, and my background was I went to Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. Ha! Um, <laughs> had to get that in there. And uh, my degree was environmental horticultural sciences with a minor in soil science, where I learned about arboriculture. But I went out into the nursery industry. 
Uh, so I worked uh, with Nurseries Exchange and Altman Specialty Plants uh, before actually coming to work for ArborJet. So when I got here, it was a bit of a shock to the system dealing with things that were, you know, more than a foot or two tall. Um, <laughs> and uh, just learning the industry. So for me, I focused on the pest side of our industry. So I'm a certified uh, pest control advisor in California with my applicator's license. And so I tend to play more of that game of being that tree detective of what is wrong with the tree. So that's kind of my background and been having fun for 10 years ever since. No, it is, it is fun. Uh, and I'm glad you're enjoying yourself still. It's, it is exciting for us to get out there and have to be a detective and try to figure out what's going on. Uh, Corey and I just uh, recorded a session on tree diagnostics, which was a lot of fun. So I hope you guys get a chance to, to listen to that. Um, I think that's Trent then, right? Yep. Uh, I think you're about the same boat, Trent. You didn't, you know, it was interesting that uh, just so you guys know, I trained Trent on ArborJet and then like a year later we hired a Trent uh, accepted a position. So I didn't know Trent, but he was at one of our trainings. And then uh, next thing you know, oh, Trent Dix is coming. I'm like, oh, no kidding. Yeah. So welcome Trent to the night and uh, let us know a little bit about you and how much fun you're having. Yeah, absolutely, Joe. Uh, Joe did do my training. It was in Pennsylvania, uh, kind of stirred my interest. Uh, I live in Cecilton, Maryland, a little uh, town in the Mid-Atlantic, uh, northeast corner of Maryland. But uh, my passion began when I was 15 working at a garden center and uh, my career led me into a landscape designer. I graduated uh, from Illinois State with ag business uh, horticulture degree. And uh, I ended up my way to the Mid-Atlantic uh, to work for Moon Nurseries as a landscape designer ops uh, thing. Always loved planting and being outside and, and, and doing the trees. And then I got the opportunity to, to go work with ArborJet Joe and ArborJet team and uh, became a certified arborist and I love it because we get to save trees and uh, do things that uh, most people don't get to do, uh, help educate and save the environment. And our iconic trees have been a big hit to me, you know, how we've saved them and uh, just seeing how the customers uh, respond to it. And uh, it's a great thing, Joe, it's a great thing. Yeah, you're right, it's a good feeling. And um, I'm not sure if anybody else has had this experience. I can't tell you, you know, we. We do the best that we can to be engaging with as many people that are saving trees out there. But how many of you guys have actually went to a small village or a town, looked at the base of an ashtray and seen arbor plugs in it and like, oh my God, they're using arbor jet. So it's pretty exciting to for what we do and get to travel and see and work with so many great people. So thanks, Trent. Thanks, Joe. Um, all right. Kevin Brewer, you were here before Kevin Lewis, weren't you? That was the original Kevin. I mean, okay. The original Kevin, yeah. K1. So, guys, this is Kevin Brewer. Uh, in one of my previous, uh, I think I might have mentioned it on the ISA Partners video, but Kevin Brewer is one of us uh, true tree guys. Uh, recently took his uh, BCMA, Board Certified Master Arborist, exam and passed it uh, with flying colors. So, uh, Kevin, what's up? Yep. So I'm a, I'm a board certified master arborist and a registered consulting arborist also. I've been, uh, <clears throat> I've been climbing around and playing with trees pretty much my entire professional career since, uh, since college. So <clears throat> I originally uh, went to college, Ohio Tech, um, grew up on a, you know, a family farm, 
took an uh, indoor job after college. Uh, lasted about six months where in upstate New York, you get to work, the sun's down, you get out of work and the sun's already down again. So after a short time, I got tired of not being outdoors like I, like I was used to growing up. So I took a job as a, just a landscaper planting trees. And, you know, eventually that led to, you know, my boss eventually asked me if I was afraid of heights because the tree climber quit. So I started climbing trees. Um, after climbing trees for about 10 years, I cut down hundreds, if not thousands of just perfectly healthy, beautiful trees. And most of the time it was because people didn't know they could be saved or people were afraid they were going to fall in their house or just some sort people wanted their grass to be greener and taller and mow it more. I don't know why they want to mow their grass more, but they wanted more sun for it. Um, so after climbing trees for about 10 years, um, I realized I wanted to switch over to plant healthcare and try to convince people that saving trees was a, a more noble cause and, and, you know, what's possibly wrong with them. So, you know, through that, I climbed up the ranks, started in plant healthcare, like everybody else, spraying trees, injecting trees, um, you know, made it all the way up to a general manager of a tree preservation company and then switched over to ArborJet because I thought it was a, a great opportunity to kind of follow that passion of I killed so many back in the day that were perfect. So, so paying my penance now is, uh, it's convincing people they're worth saving. So I'm, I'm sticking with that path. I, I love it. I, um, I'm, I'm kind of with you. It's kind of interesting that you get to a certain point when you realize that. Um, I have a good friend of mine, Kevin Bingham. So if any of you guys were climbers or anybody listens that are climbers, um, you, you, you kind of, um, you get to this point in your career where it's not, it doesn't make sense just to take a tree down anymore for no reason. And uh, Kevin Bingham is a, a buddy of mine that designed the rope wrench. So if you guys don't know climbers, the rope wrench is uh, a device that he designed that him and I were playing with, where he took a craftsman wrench, put it on a rope. And he was the first one that revolutionized single rope ascent into a tree. Uh, because a lot of the friction hitches on single rope when you weight it was tighten the knot too much, you couldn't do it. So he invented the rope wrench. And uh, he taught me a lesson. We walked onto a job one time and he asked the homeowner, why do you want to remove that tree? And he, she goes, I just don't like it. And he goes, well, I'm not doing it. And he walked, we walked off the job. So it taught me that, yeah, sometimes as a, a, a climbing arborist and does a removal, you're right. Just say no, we'll walk off that job. And there's plenty of guys that'll take it down, but it doesn't have to be you. That's, that's a, it's a great, um, and I think we need more guys like you, Kevin, out there that would rather preserve it and figure out why that beautiful tree uh, is having problems and bring it back around. A lot more rewarding. So. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Even after 10 years, you kind of, uh, I wasn't somebody that could climb trees the rest of my life. You get sore after a while. You get sore. I'm still paying for it. Oh, my shoulders are shot, my back shot. But you know what? I still wreck climb. You guys will probably see me in some conference calls hanging from my saddle in the background because I'm a I just can't stop doing it, but thanks, Kevin. Hey, thanks Kevin, for all that you do. Kevin, Kevin Brewer, when's the last time you climbed a tree or when are you looking to get into a tree next? I still have all my climbing gear. Um, I try at least once a year to climb a tree and trim it or take it down for a friend if there's some in need. Um, I did have a bunch of Norway maples in my own backyard that had to be destroyed for firewood purposes, but you know, so I, I still climb as a, as often as I can, but I try to at least once a year get out there and still. Very cool. All right. Uh, does that shoot us over to? Well, I'm back. I'm back. All set, Big Zach. Uh, you guys tuning in, uh, listening. Uh, this is Zach, Zach Puritan, if you guys call the office. Um, he doesn't answer the phone as much as he used to when he first got there, but 
uh, a lot of things that help Arborjet click. Uh, and unfortunately, there's a lot, a lot that you get to see. But what a valuable part of Arborjet you are, Zach. So um, you come from the golf course side. Very, yeah, really very, don't true, very true. I, I actually, I started my, my post high school career as a math major uh, and quickly, quickly learned that that was not what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. My first summer after college, I started working on a golf course uh, near my hometown, uh, just as a greenskeeper and, and got hooked. So I, I did that for quite some time, uh, ended up going to UMass Amherst and getting a bachelor's in plant, soil, and insect sciences. Um, I, I did not have to take any tree classes there, though I did before I got to UMass. I took a couple tree classes. Uh, so I, I, I was- I find that hard to believe, Zach. I UMass is a huge arboriculture school. It is, it is, but I went there for turf. I, I, I went to two years at a local uh, ag community college called uh, North Shore community college they had actually bought a high school called Essex Aggie uh, and so they were offering a horticulture program through Essex Aggie and I went to two years of that and then transferred over to UMass because my mom was one of those people that said if you don't go get a bachelor's degree I'm going to harp you for the rest of your life and uh, for all those who still have their moms you know you don't want that and sometimes I, I, I don't miss it and sometimes I do no oh. But I went to UMass and then worked on a golf course until about let's see, 2012, uh, and then I went. And then I actually went into sales for a little bit. I did uh, inside sales and outside sales, and didn't really like driving around. Honestly, Joe, Corey, Don, Trent. I don't know how you guys spend so much time in those vehicles of yours, um, except for books on tape and. Uh, ended up ended up at Arborjet and you know kind of like Kevin Brewer saying that he cut down enough healthy trees he wanted to do something to, to help save them um, I cut down enough healthy trees that I could still cut down some more actually actually yeah I don't mind cutting down trees I think it's fun usually it's only ones that cause shade on uh, on very very high priced turf uh, things that I that you know you spend more money on than your entire house in a year uh, but but yeah so I, I'm the customer success manager at Arborjet uh, I cover everything from currently taking any kind of technical call that comes into the office uh, I fix equipment I manage our database of information so I've kind of come full circle back to my first major of mathematics uh, working on a lot of computer programming stuff in the office to help our outside team serve you better. Uh, but as for that, there, there's not a day I work at Arborjet that I don't learn something new about a tree. Uh, from Joe, from Corey, from Don, Jay, Kevin, and Kevin, and Trent. There's not something I, I don't learn from these guys. They're, they're all pillars of the community. Uh, just so you know, uh, thank you for what you do, Zach. Um, and uh, the greatest thing about being an arborist is you're always a student. So we're always learning too. Um, I, um, before I pass it over to Kevin Lewis, <laughs> we met up last week just to kind of, because with uh, the pandemic, things travel has been a lot easier, harder for all of us. So we met up for lunch. And old Kevin gave me a saddle. 
And he's like, oh, man, look at this dinosaur. And I picked it up. I said, oh, gee, thanks, Kevin. Mine was older. But uh, uh, so we got Kevin Lewis. Uh, we'll let Kevin Lewis jump on next. Uh, a great guy. Again, I think it's, um, it's interesting, uh, the diverse staff we have at ArborJet. Uh, being employee number one, uh, all we were selling was a few tree care products. So you wanted an arborist who could be in the arborist field. And we've expanded with so many different products. And uh, to the listeners who didn't know that uh, we merged with uh, another company out of Florida called Ecologel, which opens up a whole new diversity for us at ArborJet to offer products on not just trees, but I don't, uh, it's not my favorite, but turf too. And then, um, and then if you look at all the other offerings we got, there's just, there's no, it's endless where we can go with what we have to offer to the, the public now. So it's pretty, it's overwhelming, but exciting at the same time. So uh, Kevin Lewis out of Ohio, um, turf to trees, back to turf, maybe? Uh, yeah, you can pretty much say that. Um, so yeah, my, my background isn't... Uh quite the same as the, the rest of you tree huggers. Um, my background is based in turf. Um, out of high school, I went to Ohio State, number four in the country, right? We're gonna be playing in the playoffs here, uh, no matter what Dabo Swinney says. So yeah, no, I, uh, I went right to Ohio State. I uh, got a degree in turf and spent about 20 years on golf courses where um, again, trees are basically weeds. Um, so we did a lot of tree removal there were a lot of blaming things on trees. So just get rid of them. What the hell? Besides that, they keep you warm during the winter. But, um, you know, there were times where uh, I did a little bit more study on these things and, and started to gain a little bit more um, appreciation for them, especially when uh, I'd left the Oakwood Club, which was a, a 1905 Donald Ross course in, uh, in Northeast Ohio. And, you know, for years, they'd protected the actual oakwood tree. And I don't know exactly when uh, that tree was planted, but, you know, it had been around for the history of the golf course. So at that point, it was 90 years old. So, of course, on my last day, I had to climb that tree just for the hell of it. So maybe I appreciated that tree a little bit more. Um, following my golf career, because after about 20 years, uh, you hit a wall, you just kind of get burned out. Um, I had taken a position with uh, what was called John Deere Landscapes at that time, which was uh, the latter port part of Lesco, which we, we were just kind of in the transition from Lesco to John Deere Landscapes, but they're now known as, as uh, Site One Landscape Supply. Uh, back in that day, they had a technical services department. So there were, uh, there were equipment techs and there were agronomic techs. And uh, a, a fairly long history uh, ArborJet employee now, J.B. Torish, was the one that had hired me at John Deere Landscapes. So here I come off the golf course after 20 years into, uh, into the, the Erie View Tower on the 13th floor. So downtown office building, what the hell am I actually doing here? Um, but no, it was a really interesting experience because I was able to delve into a little bit more than just turf because I was a bit of a turf snob, but you had to look more into landscape, into arbor culture, into pest control and things like that. So I became a little bit more of a student of the, of the industry. So I was able to pick up on a lot of those things. And just as I thought I was kind of, uh, you know, getting a firm grasp on a few things that were going on, I knew I had JB to support me. He brings us all into the conference room and says, well, I'm leaving. I'm heading to ArborJet. I'm like, what are you doing? Really? So now what do I do? 
Well, JB went to ArborJet, and um, it was about that time that, um, well, actually, they might have brought the product line into John Deere Landscapes right before he left. But we had met with uh, with Rob Gordon and, and uh, JB, and I know Pete Cavallaro was there. And that was when I really got my first taste of, of what ArborJet really was. And Tim Back was there giving us his, uh, his dog and pony show. And I said, well, you know, you know, maybe there is really a, a great industry in this, this saving tree business. You know, I wasn't, hadn't really thought about it much because the first thing I would do was grab was a chainsaw. You got me laughing this tree business. Like it's like, it's a. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of what I still call it. I'm ready to hit mute button on you. Mute them. <laughs> Um, but I thought it was really kind of interesting. Um, you know, people were really taking um, a strong interest in, in preserving trees. So not long after that, um, there was a project on West 50th Street. And um, I know Rob Gordon was there. JB asked me to come down. I was still with, with John Deere Landscapes. And he said, listen, you know, from a distributor's perspective, it would be good to have someone down here from tech. And I said, okay, that's fine. That's great. And I, I basically knew about the quick jet and the tree IV and, and JB kind of trained me a little bit more on those things. And then next thing I know, I turn around and there's this goofball with this little harness on and this gun. And I'm like, who is this jackass? They're like, well, that's Arbor Jet Joe. Don't you know him? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, no, the guy looks like a moron though. <laughs> who let him talk? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I didn't have a whole, I, I think Joe was just, testing out the viper at that point or it was oh, just kind of in production had. that was the state of the art then dude <clears throat> yeah i'm like this guy really thinks he's something with that silly little gun that he's got so um a couple years later at, at gie i had taken a job with ecology and here we are ecology and, and arbor jet side by side and, and here's arbor jet joe standing there so we got to striking up a conversation and uh, I don't know if it was that year or the year after we uh, gave you a couple samples of hydrotane to take back. And uh, I think you took some to, to Joe D as well to try out. And I, I believe if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, that was kind of the, the birthplace of, or the, the, the actual invent of uh, Nutriroot. Yes. So um, that was kind of how Ecologel and, and ArborJet started working together. And I want to say that was roughly 2010, 2011, that sound about right? Eight or nine years ago, yeah. It was at a, G, uh, a GIA show or GIE down in... GIE, yep, GIE. yep. Yeah. So we... We're going to hire Kevin Lewis. I'm like, what? <laughs> right? Who the hell would hire him? Oh, jeez. <laughs> the guy's a turf guy. Yeah, we're, we're still... <laughs> But um, so, yeah, as time went on, uh, you know, of course, Joe had touched on the uh, the acquisition of uh, Ecology, which happened in uh, 2018, actually finished up in 2019. They, they had brought me on as part of that acquisition. And again, it was just a, it was a whole new industry to me. I was I was a little bit sluggish about really adopting it. But um, as time's gone on, I, I've learned to really love the, the arboriculture industry. Awesome. Well, we're glad you're here and um, you bring a different. Um, you bring a different perspective on it, which was kind of what I was trying to get today by talking to everybody. And um, you're a wealth of knowledge and we love having you here. So um, thanks for sharing your story and uh, sticking with us and learning more about trees and not just want to cut them all down because you know what? They're not that bad. You know, trees are cool. No, I still can cook food over them, so they're fine. You can do what? Cook food with them? Cook food over them. <laughs> 
That'd be a good uh, and Joe Trees. They're not that bad. Yeah, that's it. That could be a hashtag. Trees, not bad. Uh, hey, I think the last one we got to say hi to, and uh, our, I think our newest member on tonight, uh, Jay. Jay from Iowa. You think about Iowa and you think is, you know, it was kind of funny is that we got a podcast coming up where I, I had an opportunity to speak with a, one of the U.S. Forest Service foresters in Idaho. And I asked you the same thing. Are there trees out there? And I'm going to ask, you know, Jay, you're close to Nebraska. Is I, There's no trees in Nebraska, even though, was it uh, uh, Sterling, Morton Sterling, or what was it, who started Arbor Day, was from Nebraska? Yep, that's right. We, we definitely have more trees in Nebraska. There, there are some trees out here. There's, there's more corn than trees, but I promise there's trees out here. We have a few. In between the cornfields. Absolutely. In between the cornfields. Yeah. Oh, That's good. That's good. Well, say a little bit about yourself, Jay. Um, you, you, you were, uh, you were brought in uh, to work with us at Arborjet and you, you were kind of thrust into a pretty big territory uh, right off the bat. So we all sat back and laughed and said, Oop, good luck, buddy. So <laughs> tell, tell us how, how is it going out there, Jay? Well, it's going great. And, and thanks Joe. Um, you know, yeah, I, I came on to Arbor Jet here just in uh, February, so less than a year. I haven't had my one-year anniversary yet, so look looks like I'm tailing up. I'm the rookie here in this group. I'm the new guy. Um, I am uh, a turf guy as well. I come from golf. I had a golf background for, you know, the, the better part of 15 years. I was a golf course superintendent, uh, work, you know, worked my way up through the through the chain. I was a golf course owner for a while. I, I bought the nine hole golf course in my hometown and ran it for a few years and ended up kind of flipping it and sending it, selling it back to the city. And when I got out of the golf industry, I jumped into um, distribution and joined John Deere landscapes uh, uh, just like, just like Kevin did. And, um, and then John Deere landscapes kind of uh, turned over into site one landscape supply. And I kind of moved up and, and, and started doing some outside sales with, with site one. And during that time uh, in Iowa, I, I worked with my predecessor in, in my position right now, uh, Mr. Jeff Palmer. And Jeff Palmer and I became really good friends. And, and when I started um, you know, listening to what he was selling and getting out in the field with him, um, I, I really enjoyed what he was doing. What I liked about it was it was different. You know, it was something different. It was something to get out in the field and talk to your customers and talk to your people and offer something different than anybody else. And that's what I really adopted and really enjoyed about it. And he was very knowledgeable and taught me a lot and, and really appreciated everything that he taught me. And so, um, you know, after, after um, Jeff Palmer took a different role, the, the position opened up and I was fortunate enough to, to join this team here, like I said, last February. So, um, you know, for me and talking about this podcast about, um, you know, just discovering arboriculture and, and what it was for me was, Coming from golf and coming from the turf background, I was conditioned to drive around with my head down and look down and look down at grass and look down at turf. I never looked up at trees. I drove under trees. Trees were in my way. You know, I did not look at trees at all. I, I was conditioned to drive around my golf cart and look down and make sure that that turf was perfect. And I know so many guys that are the same way, you know, and and, and I always share this story. I, I had a bunch of superintendent and turf guys. Um, we'd all meet at um, Iowa State football games and we'd go tailgating together. And I pulled into this lot and the superintendent 
pointed down the hill and he said, hey, all the turf guys are down there by that oak tree. Oh, okay. And I looked down the hill and I didn't see an oak tree. And so I, I said, where? He, he grabbed me by the shoulder and pointed down the hill. Right down there, right by that great big oak tree. He goes, I sent everybody down there by that oak tree. Everybody's parked down there by that oak tree. I looked at him. That's a cottonwood tree. It's not an oak tree, you know? And he goes, ah, same thing, you know, but that's what they all thought. It's just a tree, you know? And, and I just cracked up, you know, and I, and I thought, wait a minute. He sent all those guys to that oak tree and they all got there. And it wasn't an oak tree. It was a cottonwood tree. Half of them are probably still driving around looking for it. Yeah, exactly. You know, and so, you know, isn't that that the truth? You know, so many turf guys, they don't know trees. You know, they can look at a tree and they couldn't tell you what kind it is, what 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 species it is or what the problems are with their why it's alive or why it's dying or why it's sick or why this bug attacks it. And, and they don't know, you know, and they're just conditioned yeah. to driving around with their heads down. And so for me, it was really exciting to work with those guys and educate guys on on you know, what these trees mean to the property and, and what kind of value they, they offer and why they are what they are and what we can do to help solve their problems. And sometimes we're solving problems they didn't even know they had. So, yeah. um, you know, for me, that's what it's about. My advice to people discovering herbiculture would be to just drive around, keep your head up and look up and enjoy trees and enjoy what they provide. Yeah, but don't look up too far until you start bumping into stuff. So yeah, that's right. Yeah. You gotta, gotta have that. You gotta have the happy medium where you can kind of use your peripherals to look up and look down because it was interesting to hear you say that you walked around and you were just, you never, you bumping into trees because you were looking at the ground. When I started climbing back, oh God, almost 40 years ago, I never looked down. Man, I was stomping across people's roses, flowers. I didn't care. I was going through the weed bed. I'm going, what do you got to do? Oh, I'm pruning the maple. Crunch, 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 stomp, dragging my stuff back there, climb the tree. Flopping stuff in the rose garden. I didn't. I was. I was. I, what's that? Oh, I'll get that flowery weed out of the way. So it's interesting that um, you said that. That you always look down, and when tree guys start, they're always looking up. They're always looking at. Oh my God, that's beautiful. Look at that beautiful. Oh my God, that scaffold branch. Oh, that's great. Uh, so it's great. Um, welcome. Uh, excited to have you. you. You got like I said. You got tossed into a pretty steep uh region and we're all we're all watching you <laughs> but again not only are we watching but we're here to support you also so no we, the, the the team has been very supportive um that'd be my advice to everybody out there too is make sure you're reaching out to the rtms everybody in this field is is very knowledgeable willing to help and and everybody's opened me with welcome arms so it's been a it's been a fun journey and uh, we're not done yet. We're going to keep on growing and keep on going. So thanks, Joe. Appreciate the invite. Oh my God. Uh, thank you guys. Um, we lost uh, Corey. So if you guys haven't heard Corey, it's just not that I'm a Mike hog. Um, Corey's in route. Uh, we had a couple of our guests that were driving. So um, you guys don't know in Colorado, uh, Corey lives up in the mountains. So I'd rather that he keeps both hands on the wheel and uh, gets to his destination for the holidays. Um, there's uh, two more on. Um, we have Janice, who is an amazing addition to Arborjet, who's doing the social media, uh, working behind the scenes. Um, and then uh, we have Kara. I'm going to let Janice off the hook, but I'm going to make Kara say hi. So, Kara, are you there? Hello, I'm here. Uh, on the podcast, uh, whatever, you know, what makes it magical and puts it all together is. Uh, Corey and I are just grateful that Kara decided that on her own time, we're all doing this on our own time, that she would jump in and 
we're going to try to give this a go. And thank you so much for grabbing the bull by the horns and keeping Corey and I in, in line. And um, believe me, we've got some bloopers. It has and been fun. Like, yeah, you're doing a great job of getting it out there and uh, teaching me uh, how to get it out there and share on social media also. So yeah, it's uh, been a blast. World, Kara, Kara the world. Yeah, and I'd had, I didn't come from the green in industry. I started to have art and design background. I was in e-commerce e for gifts, personalized gift items, and a big online selling furniture and home goods. So I worked for them doing design. And now I am here at Arborjet, which I absolutely love it. I was always loving, you know, plants, have them all around my apartment. So it's been amazing and to be able to learn from the best here, watching everyone's webinars. So I've been learning a lot and, and I'm excited to continue learning. Oh, yeah. Thank you for everything yeah. that you do. And no, you're right. Uh, one, um, before we wrap up the podcast, I just want to you know give a shout out. Uh, we have a division uh, at the office in Boston, our research and development team that if you're working in the office, it's very rarely that you have a group of scientists in one little cube that um, are just so vast in knowledge. Uh, we have a couple of PhDs on staff, uh, uh, Joe DeCola, the director of research. We just got an amazing team. So for you guys, uh, if you can't, you know, just so you know, if you can't get an answer from us, believe me, we're not pulling it out of the air. We're going to the office and calling these guys up in that little cube with all their pocket protectors and say, hey, you know, what do we do with this? And so we're very lucky. And, you know, Tara, Janice, uh, you guys in the office, you got an opportunity to walk down the road, go up the stairs and say, hey, what is this? What is this? What is this plant? What is this bug on my plant? What do you do about it? Um, I don't recommend asking Joe D all the time because then you don't have that kind of time in the day. But um, if he does give you the answer, it's going to be amazing. I mean, me and Janice do ask him on daily, can you save our plants? Uh, one of them I had was a lavender plant in my bad. I didn't have a drainage hole. <laughs> so it was water learned, So excessive moisture and you were drowned in your poor plant. I was. All yeah, right. I learned. So um, some of us, uh, we're going to wrap this up. We kind of probably went over at our 30 minute mark. But uh, again, Kara, you'll do an amazing job of making this uh, an amazing uh, podcast. It is, and just so everybody out there listening knows that this was spur of the moment. We were just supposed to have fun tonight. And at the last minute, I said, Hey, we're going to do a podcast. So if you guys are mad at me, so be it. Uh, but I hope you guys enjoyed it. You guys are amazing. And I'm, I'm proud to have uh, you guys with us tonight. And I'm proud to work with you guys. So thank you very, very much for agreeing to this tonight. Thank Thanks you, Joe. Thank you. Thanks for including us, Joe. We got some really cool things. If you guys got an, uh, a topic that you want to discuss on our podcast, please uh, reach out, let us know. So thanks guys. Merry Christmas again. Happy New Year. And we'll see you guys real soon. Bye. Hey, great topic today. Yes. Yeah, so lots of good information. Yeah. Probably one of our best yet. If you enjoyed the podcast or have topics you would like to discuss, please send them to discoveringforestry at gmail.com. And please hit the subscribe button and tell a friend. Thanks, guys, uh, for tuning in. Until next time, I'm Joe. And I'm Corey. Signing, Signing out. out.